Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Cats and Cappuccinos. I am one of your hosts. My name is Kunal. And I am Sammy. I'm sorry, I just had to cat mom Suki for a second. She is. We have a little bit of a crystal thief over here. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I heard you. Um, Ow. Oh, there it is again. Uh, Stop it. You, you have a voice. Play with your voice. <laughs> sorry. No, she just She's wants just... to be part of the show. It's totally fine. She I mean, wants it... to be a jerk. Well, it's called Cats and Cappuccinos, and she figures now is the time to be featured. Well, she stole one of my serums and brought it underneath her lair. And for anyone listening in, the lair is what we call underneath the bed. And that's where Suki brings her treasures. And she keeps trying to steal one of my face serums, which ironically is called crystals. (laughs) Well, see... There's a theme here again, and that's fantastic. But it could be worse. Uh, I believe you have a, uh, an example of cats bringing something into your bed that you didn't want. Oh my god, yeah, the live spider crickets. Okay, so my other cat, this was mostly a Hendrix thing. Hendrix figured out that if you killed the spider crickets, they stopped moving, therefore they're not as much fun. We lived in a basement on Long Island. Any Long Island native knows all about these hard little creatures. Yeah, I hate them. Anyways, so Hendrix likes to sleep with his toys, which is very cute when it's a little micey toys and he brings the micey toys to bed and it's like, aw, it's like a kid with a teddy bear. And then, so anyways, um, Hendrix starts bringing live spider crickets to bed. At first, I would come home from work and they would just be on my bed. And oh I was wait, like, you would you would come home and they they would just like they were uh, just hanging out on the bed or were they like dismembered or something? No, they were just sitting on the bed alive. He oh. didn't kill them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, no. And then um, finally one night I was trying to sleep, and Hendrix comes up to bed as usual because he has to sleep on me, mm-hmm. which is fine. And he brings one of his little friends, or toys, I guess. It's not really his friend. Or maybe they're friends. <laughs> he befriends ducks and lizards now. He's, he's an interesting one. Very, very social, very social kitty. Very social, unlike Dylan. Oh, no. But Dylan's social, just in a different way. Dylan isn't bringing things to bed, and that is a quality I love in a cat. So you would be sleeping or trying to sleep? Would you be woken up by this stuff? Or was it just... Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, when you wake up with a spider cricket in your bed, it's that, not really... That doesn't sound pleasant. No, I would run upstairs screaming and I'd sleep on the couch. You know what, though? Well, I, I, yeah, I see that as a justified reaction. Yeah, I, um... Yeah, it was kind of like... And at least then I, got, I found out why they kept coming up on my bed. Mm. See, interestingly enough, uh, over the last week, there have been crickets around here because I, too, have spent a lot of time as a cellar dweller. And, you know, these stupid crickets just keep getting into the home no matter how much we, you know, how much we pay the pest control, but whatever. And Duo is a playful cat, as most cats are. But I don't know. I think he's either lazy or he's just too intrigued. I don't know. He has been 
looking at these crickets and then walking away just completely unamused. So three nights ago, I'm laying down and I hear these crazy noises that I've never heard from Duo. And I look up and it's like a tiny baby cricket thing, which that concerns me because I'm like, oh, if there's a baby cricket here, there's probably who knows how many. And I just hear him do this like, I'm not even going to imitate it because that's insane. But it was like somewhere between like a chitter and like the closest thing to a growl that a Maine Coon can get. Um, and of course, he ran straight first into one of my guitars. <laughs> of, of course, right? So I'm like, yeah, awesome. I didn't, I didn't want that. And then I see this stupid cricket hopping away like, like it got one over. And, you know, at that point, I almost might have preferred him to grab the cricket and then bring it to bed and, you know... No, you don't. No? No, you don't. I heard that when cats bring their prey to, like, your front doorstep or to you or whomever, it's them saying, you're very bad at hunting and I've got this for you. Oh, yeah, it's their way of nurturing you. They literally look at you like you're this oversized cat that can't take care of itself. Right, that we're just something they don't understand how we survived. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if they're doing that, that's their way of saying, I want you to live. <laughs> but the thing is, mine isn't killing them. No. I don't know why. <laughs> I think that he might be sadistic, and I I truly believe that Hendrix figured out that they stop moving, therefore they're less fun. Maybe he's trying I to... I created tr a torturer, not a serial killer. Well, um, maybe you're just... Maybe you're just not good enough at exterminating these pests, and he wants to see you, like, actually do the kill. No, Hendrix doesn't care that much. He likes throwing things around. So, um, yeah, when I was in Aruba, there were these three kittens that hung out outside of my flat. And there's also a whole bunch of, like, lizards and whatnot there. And I saw these three cats just absolutely, the tiny cats, too, just absolutely tossing around this lizard. Like, it was not a small lizard by any means. So they were, like, playing, as kittens do, and, you know, honing and adjusting their skill set. And I almost felt bad for the lizard. Almost. Until uh, I, was in, I was in my flat, and it was like a studio flat, not exactly a large place. And as I try to go to my computer, my laptop rather, that I had with me, I see this lizard just chilling out on, on my laptop. I'm like, nope, no way, buddy. That, that, is, that is not for you. And of course, the cats were nowhere to be seen. Oh but my god. I know. So, how is little Suki? Oh, she's good. She's playing now. She's getting feisty. Mm -hmm. She's well, doing good. As one would. So, How's Duo? Oh, Duo has been off the walls lately. He has been just running around because um, there's been so much activity outside of my house. Aww. And yeah, and one of the neighbor's cats is now an indoor-outdoor cat. Mm -hmm. So he just follows her around Aww. like from, from window to window. So 
uh, yeah, he has been like off the walls. He's been kind of just doing his thing. So, um, it, for all those who have listened to the first two episodes, we want to thank you so very much as you continue to listen and support us. And uh, as a callback, some of you re- might remember that Suki is the the word for moon, I believe. Yes, in Japanese. In Japanese. Speaking of the moon, our moon, uh, at least, mm-hmm. we had uh, the harvest moon last night. Yeah, and it was a full moon in Aries, which is probably why I feel this, like, irritated and crazy. <laughs> um, Aries can be a lot. I, I mean, I love Aries. Like, Aries is one of my favorite signs. Like, a lot of my best friends have been Aries. Um, I don't know if Nicole's listening, but I love you, Nicole. And you are one of my favorite Aries human beings in the entire world. And my Aries moon just vibes with you so well. Hi, Nicole. But, um, anyways. <laughs> and Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Um, that's her boyfriend. Um, so. Hello. Anyways, um, oh, actually, I'll just plug Nicole's Instagram. Check out Nicole Juniper on Instagram. She does branding design. She actually did the design for my Bewitched by Sammy logo. I Um, do like that design. Yeah, so Nicole did that. If you need anything, like, please, please collaborate with her. Talk to her. She is so creative. She's so smart. She will put in a thousand percent effort in what, like, whatever you want. Like, she's driven. Like, trust me, she is worth every cent and more. That's Nicole Juniper at Instagram. Yeah, so definitely <laughs> check her out. And um, her and her boyfriend are actually going to be living on the road, so. Oh I wow! Know she could definitely take the remote work. Really? Are yeah. They, that's that's pretty awesome. I'll have to talk to them maybe when they start that going and we could, like, interview them or something. Oh, yeah. Those are, like, my, like, besties. Me and Nicole were, like, homies and uh, teenagers. So, yeah. Wow. So, safe travels to you guys. You know, I hope these podcasts keep you company. (laughs) (laughs) No, so, definitely. Full um, but moon yeah, there was in a full Aries. moon in Aries. Yes. And it is a great I mean full moons are always great for releasing. Um especially like Aries, like you wanna like let go of all that tension, all that emotion that you've been kind of building up, or maybe things you've been wanting to do. Now is the time like Aries is a cardinal sign. It's the first sign of the zodiac. It is a go-getter sign. It's Mm. the ram. Like, you're Mm going to go in, and you're going to, like, literally just go after what you want and not ask any questions. It's all about feeling things in intensity. So, for a full moon in Aries, and, like, a full moon being a good time to release, to let go of things that are no longer serving you, to make room for things that will serve you, it's... You should do it with a bang. Like, really Mm. take take a hold of your goals hold yourself accountable and don't look back just go after it that's cool big feelings big Big. strong yeah and like it's a good time for forgiving too so it's a good time to kind of like forget like forgive and let go that's cool i didn't i didn't know that i hmm, i thought it was just learning a lot about (laughs) the moon so i'm not an expert but uh I, I love it. 
actually. I think that's fantastic. Uh, see, I always thought while I was under the impression that it was for... I mean, it makes sense. It's for personal growth and to take that plunge and to just, you know, go for it. So, interesting. I, I It's funny that I didn't really think of the forgiveness part. Uh, is that the Leo in me? Is that what it is? Probably. Probably. <laughs> you guys are prideful. <laughs> but, um... Leos are very, like, prideful. And, like, the thing with Leo is it's... It's, like, different because, like, you wouldn't think to forgive. Whereas a Capricorn or a Scorpio may be like, I'm not forgiving because these are my reasonings. A Gemini can, like, forgive, but then, like, they also can justify it and they'll still think they're the better person. Like, a Leo, I just don't think that you even think about it because, like, not you, <laughs> but, like, the sign itself. It's ruled by the sun. Like, Leo is the sun. So, Leo yes. is, like, the center and everything revolves around Leo. So, and for the record, <laughs> everyone has every sign in their chart. So, before you go, oh, well, I'm not a Leo, you have Leo in no, your chart. everyone's got it. You got a little everyone's bit in you. Everyone's got it. You, you're like this in some aspect of your life. So, you, whatever. And there's positive and negative traits to everything. Like, sure. Such as the balance in life. But Leo, in terms of forgiving, I don't even think it would necessarily cross their mind. Because they, like, again, it's a lot of just revolving around. And also, Leo is, like, very much, like, their, like, life is on a stage. <laughs> so you can think of it like that. Like, they are, like, the star in their own movie. So, like, <laughs> no, yeah. So, like, literally, if you think of it like that, the lead, like, if they're, act, like, they're very aware of how they look, their surroundings, who they surround themselves with, like, whatever the aesthetic is, it doesn't matter. As long as it makes sense in their head, <laughs> so be it. But, like, Leo is very much obsessed with, like, image and appearance and the world kind of, like, revolving around them and also, like, being the life of the party, having a good time, being very playful, very fun. Like, if you think about, like, on a sunny day, like, the first day of summer, everyone, like, it's, like, that energy of, like, oh, wow. Like right, there's that freedom, that, yeah. yeah, that supercharged, you know, it's an opportunity to go out there kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's yeah. almost like that first day of summer, like that last day of school feeling. Mm-hmm. Where you're Intense. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, and like that's very much Leo. And I'm aware that that's not Leo season. That's more of like end of Gemini going into Cancer, which Cancer is going to be a little more slower. Cancer is like the mother of the Zodiac. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make this all about a No, this is, this is great, and I also feel like you've personally deconstructed me wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. My rising's in Leo, so I feel like I have a, have a see, right to talk see, about you, you, See, you have that extra in you as well, as the kids say. I'm fake extra. You're not fake extra. Get out of here. No, it's fake extra. I know how to like make it appear that I'm extra, but in reality... <laughs> I'm just like studying a million different things at once rather than focusing, but that's very Gemini of me. Um, I don't know. I mean, you take your time. I think it's easy to I see. I take my time because I'm studying 10 things at once as opposed to just one thing. Okay, so then now who's the extra one who's studying 10 things at once? 
It's surface level on it. It's surface level, but it's fine. Yeah, but your surface, like the the surface of your energy, is gonna be like a full course like meal. While for some other cats, it, it ain't even an appetizer. <laughs> it's just I don't know. But that's very Gemini. Gemini like wants to study everything. They want to learn everything. They want to absorb everything. It's a very um, it's an air sign, so it's all so you're gonna think analytical, and you can see two sides of the flip story because mm-hmm. of that duality in Gemini. Which a lot of people call two-faced, but I don't <sighs> think it's necessarily two-faced. I think it's just Gemini's see things from different perspectives. Yeah, it's a perspective thing for sure. Two-faced yeah, that would imply like dishonesty. There is two-faced Gemini's stuff. out there, for sure. There's two-faced sure. everybody. But there's two-faced everyone. Yeah. Just like there's narcissistic Leos and there's chill. Mm-hmm. Like, you could say that about every sign. But sure. Um, yeah, so that would be, uh, and also Gemini is a mutable sign, so it's very go with the flow. Leo is a fixed sign, so it's like when they, when they feel something, they're kind of like stuck. Like, they're more set in their beliefs. Staunch or stalwart. Yeah, they're like, they're more centered. So Mm -hmm. like, and if you think about the sun, the sun is fixed. I have never been called centered. No well, one's ever, no one's ever said that. You are the center of your band. I mean, you're the, you're that, the fixed part of Wanderer's soul. I am the most stable part, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Um, like Cancer would be a cardinal sign, and Cancer's ruled by the moon. Cardinals are very, they're a starting sign. They're gonna start something. They're very, like, that go-getter energy. And if you think about the moon with the tides, the moon changes. The the moon starts cycles and ends cycles and goes throughout the waves of life, whereas the sun is a little more consistent. So kind of bringing it back around to the moon, we had the harvest moon last night um, being, what was that, the first. In Aries. In Aries. And oh, happy October. Oh, uh, is right. You know, the days have become such a jumble to me that I still think it's August. And <laughs> that's where I left my brain two months ago. You know, I'm low-key upset that I have a job in October. I was kind of looking forward to not working during this month. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful to have a job. I would just- say, like, yeah, you're... Um, yeah, but you do cool work too. Like your your actual like your bewitched by Sammy is really cool stuff. Well, I'm a server. That's what I meant by. Um. Well. I mean, I like serving. It's cool. Yeah. Like it's cool server. I was just like saying, like I was like, oh my god, I actually have a potential to be off on Halloween and Saturday night, but it's okay. Such um, is life. <laughs> you know, be- because I'm running the uh, the teaching department where I am. Uh, I already know that there's going to be almost no students that'll be there that day. So I'm trying to get the entire teaching staff to have the night off, which would yes. be fantastic. Yeah, because I, I'm I'm talking with people over at HR. I said, guys, it's, you know, it's Halloween. We're not going to have any moon. students. It's a full it, blue moon, it's actually. Blue. It's very blue. Uh, I have... I was reading that this this year's blue moon um, has 
well, not so much just this year's, but I was reading about what signs will affect the will be affected by the blue moon the most and by the least. And this one's telling me that for Gemini, for you, our dear Sammy, you are going to be one of the least affected, apparently. Um, um, I think you'd have to look into the houses and the other signs involved. Like, yeah, you're so, talking about natal chart stuff. Um, right, so the question I had was, how, how much do you take at face value when you read stuff about... Like, oh, you're a Scorpio, and with this, you're going to feel X, Y, Z. Like, do you look at that as a guideline or even just like a generality or maybe like a direction? I think you take what resonates and leave behind the rest. Um, I say that about everything, but going into learning about the... I would say read about what the moon in the sign actually means. Forget about what it means for if you're a Gemini, if you're a Scorpio, or whatever. Just read about it generally and how it's affecting all the planets and the energy. And then you could read about that too, but I would say learn what your rising sign is. Learn what your moon sign is. Learn what your sun... Like, I mean, you know your sun sign, but like your sun sign's important, but it's not like... It's not really as important as you think it is. And for people who are like, well, I never really felt like a Scorpio or a Gemini. Like, you need to look into your chart because there's probably a reason for that. And for someone who never really felt like a Scorpio, if you're mm-hmm. going to read the, what the moon has in store for Scorpio, it's probably not going to be re- relevant for you. Right. You the- probably identify more with another sign. Like I said, our charts are made up of all the signs. Oh, yeah. And different planets like for me i am a little more gemini because i have my sun in gemini my mercury is ruled by gemini and gemini's ruling planet is also mercury so it's like kind of a home placement so right. i communicate like a gemini i think like a gemini my ego my core is a gemini right, but i so... feel like an aries I present myself to the world like a Leo. Like, there's so much more to astrology. So for me to read something, maybe, it might be more relevant for me to read the Gemini blurb. But also make sure you know who you're reading from. I would say read from a bunch of them and see if anything, like, crosses over. where, Where there's a correlation. Yeah. Then again, some of these sites just kind of rip each other off for every... Oh, for sure. For everything, you know. Um... I would now, say I check out Cafe that... Astrology. Like, Cafe Astrology would be a great place to see your oh, needle chart for free. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's actually one of the sites I do use. That's cool. Um, there was and there's a... different housing systems, too. Like, astrology is so much. That's like a whole other conversation, though. Right. We know it's funny because we, we started the conversation about um, moons yeah. because of Suki, right? And Suki was... Uh, trying to be a little thief or something she's sleeping now next to me (laughs) wow she returned to the scene of the crime yeah she's like (laughs) definitely a little one i can't wait for her to meet her brother and sister i don't know when that'll happen but that'll be an interesting um getting our family together that's fantastic that's so cool um we were going to do uh, a, I don't know, maybe a quick conversation, and by quick that means anything, uh, about crystals and crystal healings and how, you know, like maybe how you got into them or how these things became 
something you were studying, they are pretty. Um, I don't know. I'm still, like, I don't really know that much about crystals. I know mm-hmm. the bare minimum. Like, I don't even, I wouldn't even say I know the bare minimum. Like, I know, like, rose quartz is good for, like, self-love. I know, like, darker crystals like obsidian or black tourmaline are good for absorbing negative energy. Yeah, see, I, I know be, nothing. I know nothing at all about this. Yeah, like, I don't know much. I know, like, also, like, they're great for grounding, like, black tourmaline. Um, Chris, clear, uh, I cannot speak. Clear quartz is great because clear crystal quartz is like a, um, it's kind of like a neutral stone because it's clear and that one's great for divination. Um, my pendulum is a clear quartz, so I got a new pendulum. I went to this beautiful shop. My, my, one of my best friends, Taylor, brought me and I am like already dying to go back to this place was like I literally if I could have just like lived in this shop I would it was amazing but I got another (laughs) pendulum there the shop's called Avalon it's in Orlando so if you're in Orlando be sure to check it out it you will not be disappointed and it was so cute they sprinkled like um uh, some lavender sage over all the crystals like before and they give you free incense with each purchase oh that's that's a cool bonus yeah it was pretty cool and i got some termaline i got this like big termaline thing well not thing it's a crystal but it's like a pretty good chunk of it and it's really really nice and crystally and I got some earrings, which I was super stoked about because everything breaks my ear, my ears out. But these are the right material. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. like my sister has like allergies to so many things where it's like, um, as far as like jewelry or it goes, like she'll get like a like a rash or something if it's like, you know, something that she's not with. Yeah, actually, um, one time, <clears throat> well, not one like. Yeah, when I was younger, the first time it happened, my ear turned green and my earrings closed in on themselves and they had to rip it out at the doctor's. Oh, that must have been peaceful and harmonious. Yeah, and I used to have my industrial <laughs> pierced and then I put in the wrong earring and it got got really infected. I got a keloid, ev- like everything. You got the works. Yeah, and I was forced <laughs> to take it out to the point where I'm like afraid to change my earrings because like... It's just, it's always like, I don't want to lose the piercing. <laughs> and I don't want to deal with infection, because infections suck. But yeah, yeah. That I would I would hope that it doesn't get infected. I hope that, you know, it's all safe but and But these clean. earrings are, col- are uh, labradorite. Lab- labradorite? I, mm-hmm. not, I hope I'm pronouncing them right. But it says that it's for protection and sealing the aura, psychic abilities, timeless magic, and personal power. With crystals, I would say just like, also I was told that you're supposed to find like what makes you, like, you're supposed to find um, the crystal that like resonates with you. So like, if you go in the shop, go like, don't worry about the properties and see which one calls out to you and then like read the properties afterwards because it might be something that you actually needed without so, knowing you needed it. Do you have any sort of like steps or advice for somebody who's, let's say, they're listening to our podcast? By the way, if you're listening and if you have something to 
you know help us out with or contribute in any in any manner we have um recording comments available so you can oh i would love more knowledge about crystals like if i said anything that was like wrong or i was misinformed like please inform me i am like surface level learning here and i do think crystal healing there's truth to it while i view it like this like maybe the crystal can help relieve anxiety you should still get help for it but there's no harm with carrying something around that may make you feel better Right, if there's no negative effect, you know, you're you should be you should be cool either way. And you know, um, like if somebody's going into a shop just out of curiosity and they, maybe they're in like a town or something and they see this place, is there like a method or would you say like something that would help somebody if they're just as a passing curiosity going into a shop and just I mean aside from asking the staff um. I would just say just go in and feel it out and see just let yourself feel what you're attracted to Mm -hmm. if it's a good shop honestly my in my experiences like most of the time the staff's very helpful they're very nice they're not judgmental if they are normally at it's not somewhere where you want to be yeah it's probably not gonna be a good joint anyway yeah like I would say like like even Namaste Bookshop in New York City, I love that place. That's one of my favorites. Um, then the Chakra Shack in Laguna Beach. That's another beautiful shop that I personally like loved. And the staff was like, I could just go on and on about how amazing the staff was at Chakra Shack. Chakra Shack, kind of like Avalon. Like it was a very similar vibe. Those three, I have to say, are my top favorite. I've been dying to get to Catlin Books in Brooklyn. It's just with the way my schedule was when I lived in New York, it just kind of never worked out, unfortunately. But I will get there one day. <laughs> right on. I I, I think I could put some links uh, below or in the description of any of the places. We'll go over it and I'll put them in. Also, if you're interested in stuff like this, you don't have to spend all your money. You don't have like you don't have to buy anything. Like obviously, there's some things you may need or you may want, but like. Don't let that be a because you can't afford these nice crystals. Don't let that stop you from learning about it. Don't let that stop you from like exploring these shops. There's nothing wrong with going in and just seeing what's there. Right. How else are you gonna learn? You know, lots of going. I tell. Certainly, don't own every single crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like um, when people ask me about saxophones or like guitars or something. Uh, though I am no expert on guitar, uh, I'll tell them whatever instrument you know that calls out to you, whatever you the sound you like, you know, go go in that direction. And then when it comes to picking one out, just find what's comfortable in your hands. Find something that when you pick it up, you're just going to be excited to play, to practice, to return home to it, and stuff like that. You know, if you get a good I mean- feeling out of it, that's what it is. Dude, it could literally be like my birthstone is emerald. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm start off. I may start off with just emerald because it's my birthstone and I think it's pretty, and I already have that connection to it. It could be something like that. It could just be like you like, I don't know, opal. So you get a, like, or you like amethyst. Like it doesn't have because your favorite color is purple. Like 
There doesn't have to be this great, like, grand <laughs> gesture behind anything. Like, even, like, with the tarot, like, it's great to learn the tarot, but, like, you could be like, that deck was pretty, so I bought it. Right, right. Is it There's... pleasing to you? Yeah. Yeah, like, it doesn't, or maybe you don't buy it. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, there's it, no right or wrong way. You know, it's funny. I always had a bias because my, my birthstone is Ruby, so... I always had such a bias to anything that was like that had like the label ruby to it or as far as as far as like gemstones or jewels or anything like that and for my father I think it was topaz my I think I forgot which uh, which one it was for my sister but I remember just being like yeah mine's better trust me it's better I have no idea why but it's better but I was also like yeah I was also like six years old, okay? Leo. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it. it I don't know. When I was like promoted six, research for myself. I wanted, I wanted like a chunk of emerald, like not jewelry. Like I literally wanted like just a big you, old rock. Like yeah, just fucking. I'm uh, sorry, of just emerald. Like I just wanted like emerald, and mm-hmm. um, it was just funny. Like I remember, like I would just like ask for it and my family's like do you know how expensive that is? <laughs> I'm like banana says I birth stones emeralds but it's it is my birthright I should be connected to it <laughs> I need it my I think my mom says like diamond I forget what my brother says he's a uh, September is that um well he's a Virgo sapphire? sapphire oh yeah yeah I think he actually might be sapphire that sounds about right, maybe? Yeah, that is, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so much. Like, honestly, I mean, then you have you get the flowers for each month. Like, turquoise. Honest- that's what my sister is. Sorry. Oh, that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like how each month has, like, a birth flower. Like, I know May is yep. Lily of the Valleys. That's why I have them tattooed on me. Well. Yeah. But, like, it's just. It's crazy to think of all these connotations, though, with, like, yeah. your mom and, like, your sign. And, like, when you really go down the rabbit hole of everything, you could, like, write a novel, I feel like, just based off of one person's, like, you, like what would their flower be? What would their right. Chinese zodiac be? What would their I, chakra I'm st- be? I'm still waiting on the children's book that you're supposed to write. Yeah, um, one day, I, I got other stuff I want to write before that. <laughs> just you saying, know, you're, just you're sitting on a gold that. mine. I'm not gonna say the, I'm not gonna say the topic for our listeners, but um, be on the lookout sometime between the years 2021 and 3000. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sammy might write a book. Maybe one day, <laughs> or maybe my next life. I don't know. Maybe that would be cool. That'd be cool. Hopefully my next life will still involve cats and cappuccinos. I don't think you could ever... I don't think anything about you would ever escape that. <laughs> you know? I don't think so either. Oh, my God. I'm still to be I, a cat in my next life, though. I, I actually went to get a cappuccino a couple of days ago. And it's it's hard for me to go into, like, a deli restaurant place. I, I don't like going indoors anywhere. Yeah. Because, uh, you know... We're, we're in a pandemic. Uh, I, but I was like, I really want to get a good cappuccino, right? 
and I was like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't wanna, maybe I'll call ahead, see if they can like contact us, whatever. So I called this joint, I'm like, hey, you know, what time are you guys open until? All right, cool, I'll be there, you know. So I'm like, all right, let me try to get there like around closing time, so that way uh, there won't be that many people, right? But, um, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men. Uh, I'm in the parking lot, and there's not really many cars in the parking lot. I'm thinking, okay, maybe like two or three of these cars are for the employees, you know, probably a couple customers, and maybe there's some just people parked randomly, right? So I go in the joint, and I said, hi, um, I would like to order just a cappuccino, please. Um, and the guy just looks at me deadpan. He's like, the machine's off. <laughs> just like that. He's well, like, we, at least he was honest. He just deadpan, the machine's off. We cleaned it out like an hour ago. Like an hour ago? What time you close? He's like, we close in like 15 minutes. I'm like, bro. <laughs> to be fair, those machines are very annoying to clean. Sure. No, I, I'm, I'm very well aware. At a good... Yeah, but yeah. like, man. If it was dead, I would for sure have been like, I'm gonna clean this and hope no one comes in. <laughs> but then I would have made it. That, that's the difference is if someone came in, I'd be like, all right, I guess I'm cleaning it twice today. I felt like telling him, but my podcast, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Drink a latte. I, I, I just ended up um, having tea. Um, yeah. Right. I've yeah. been drinking a lot of iced coffee. I had a London fog. Ooh, very dancey. Oh, I mean, I'm a classy, I'm a classy guy. Let me tell you. Yeah, I drink like four. Well, it's iced coffee because I make coffee. Forget I make coffee. And right. And then it's there, right. and I'm yeah. like, well, yeah. this is cold brew. <laughs> I wonder how many people listening have had their tea turned to iced tea. Probably a lot. I mean, that's I actually really like um Nick, my uh, friend Nicole got me this really cool mug and. Is this when a you, juniper, Nicole? Yeah. Yeah. So um, when you when you pour in a hot liquid, it actually changes the mug. So. Oh yeah, right. It's cool because then it's no. I wonder if this is gonna be hot or cold. Oh, it's an indicator. Ah, right on, right on. Yeah, it's like. So uh, it's nice. I think I have a Legend of Zelda mug that I gifted to somebody, um, that was like, you know, heat activated. And now I certainly want to call this guy up. Say, hey, man, want to get some tea? <laughs> you should. I, I mean, will. lately I've been using my, um, I have this mug and it says I like my coffee black like my magic. It's very oh, cute. Oh, wow. <laughs> has like a little witchy lady on it. Black magic. <laughs> now I think of Santana, so black magic woman, because I have to hear that song every day where I work. And, and I'm not oh telling anybody where I work. It's already, it's already come up too many times. Admittedly, by myself, I'm the one that brought it up. But still, that's no point. <laughs> um, ooh, do you have a song of the day or an album of the week that you would like to suggest to anybody? Um, oh my god. I've mostly been listening to this podcast called Seeking Witchcraft. Oh, cool. But, oh, my pop filter fell. I got it, though. <laughs> I'm getting used to this thing. <laughs> um, though, I did listen to Bowie earlier. 
I mean, can't really go wrong with Siggy Dar- Stardust or the Starman. No, Bowie is a Bowie is all all the time a good decision. I concur. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, yeah. How about Ziggy- you? Do you have anything? Um, we were talking about moons and stuff earlier, so even though it's not a moon on the cover, um, at least not for the North American release, I, I always think of the 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 Nightwish album called Oceanborn. Um, that was the first Nightwish album I heard, and that, you know, that was like the first real introduction to like this like produced symphonic metal stuff that I ever listen to um i mean that's a that's a great album i mean that that it's so weird it's like power metal symphonic metal like completely over the top and i think my favorite song on that album is moon dance which is an instrumental and (laughs) it's like and that that tune it's only like what like three minutes long or something it's maybe three and a half minutes long and if you know me or at all or any of the stuff that i'm typically playing on be it like a jazz tune or like part of like an orchestral work i typically like songs that are well past 10 15 minutes long um but yeah maybe maybe because of moon dance and talking of the moon maybe my album of the week is oceanborn by nightwish which I think came out in 98. I want to say 98. So were you You even born at that time? Yeah, I was like (laughs) three. My God. (laughs) I was going to say, I always think of um, Isley too. The band Isley, like for some reason, always like feels very mystical to me. Specifically their song Combinations. Isley. Yeah. I think of the Isley Brothers, but that's a different spelling. <laughs> yeah, no, Isley. I reckon I love them. I think they have such a beautiful voice. All three sisters, I should say. Well, actually, all the sisters have a beautiful voice. Because the one sister's not in the band. Uh, but she does her own thing sometimes. Like, they all can sing, and they're just... I love them. I yeah. like... I feel like I could just ramble about them for So so ever. here's where my here's where my giant nerd comes out screaming out. Um, the reason I even know who Isley is is because somebody told me a while ago that about this band that was based off of a Star Wars name because yeah. Moss Isley. I'm like Yeah, that's where their name's from. And I listened to them. I'm like, you know what, this is pretty cool. Like I'm not really an indie rock kind of person. Like they're even better live. Where did like, you see them? Oh, um, a few times. I saw them. Oh God, I saw them at the Bowery Ballroom. That was one. Right on. That was a lot of fun. Um, and it was cool because I got to dress super cute because it wasn't like normally, you know, I'm going and there's gonna be a huge crowd and like mm-hmm. I'm wearing like jeans, Converse, whatever. This one like right. actually wore a dress too, and I felt so like I don't know. Oh. Very whimsical. <laughs> I'm like I'm going to a concert and I am not gonna get disgusting right <laughs> like you're not gonna like, get covered in like in, in whatever form of sweat Lord and other, other yeah and <laughs> i was like eh, actually i have the set list from that show what 
Yeah, and they put like um, Sherry's artwork on it. So I was like super stoked about it. It's in my like collection. I have like every concert ticket of every show I've ever been to. Dig that. Yeah, like I don't like that's like one collect. That's one thing I am like super like prominent about collecting. I actually saw Sherry and her husband Max Bemis from Say Anything, and that's how I got into them. Say Anything? Yeah, because they're married. And so she, the first time I saw them, they opened up for Say Anything. Huh. And that I remember, sense. Yeah. yeah, and like I listened to some of their stuff, and I was like, all right, it's they're good. Like I was like, eh, I wasn't that impressed the first time I heard them. I'll be completely honest. Like it just didn't resonate. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw them live, it like changed everything. Like when I heard their voices and the instruments, and yeah, I, like, it's interesting. Went back how, and like, all those songs that I was like. It wasn't that I didn't like it. It just didn't click. Like, I had them on repeat. I couldn't stop listening to them. It was, like, almost like... I don't know how... It was just... I am so grateful I went to that concert. All right, so then... So... I still love saying things. Anyways, but my point was... They... When I was... I saw Max Bemis and Sherry do, like, an acoustic thing together at this spot. I think it was called Soda Bar in San Diego. Yeah. I think it was soda. And um, the guy, like, threw out my ticket. And he was like, oh, well, we have to throw them out, whatever. And I was like, please, I don't have a printer. Like, I have every concert. And he let me keep it. And I was I very grateful for that because I was like, no. No. This is super important <laughs> to me. I can't explain it, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get you. Soda bar. That's like... Uh, that was not super close to me. I remember it being further away than Balboa Park, closer to like the eight, I believe. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I took a lift, and then after that, um, I ended up yeah. going out with um, my coworker, and we just hung around downtown. Right, because you were by you were by Heights. No, you were by Hillcrest, right? Yeah, I lived in Hillcrest, but we ended right. up hanging out downtown last that night but i worked in downtown right i was over in little italy actually spent most of my time in del mar i miss san diego you know man uh i go back i'll go back tonight (laughs) you know um oh so yeah is there i mean i guess you can have two albums of the week so one from isley and one from say anything would you would you have one for our listeners so, yeah, say anything. I'm gonna. I mean, ah, oh, there's so many. I love say anything. <laughs> and I love Isley. If I had to do an album of the week, I mean, actually, say anything would be perfect for all the angst and ir- irritability I'm feeling. <laughs> the angst say, and irritability would be the It's a Real Boy album. <laughs> Let's, yeah, right. It's the that is a boy. Album. Yeah, the it's is a real boy. boy. Yeah, it's yeah. a real boy is literally yeah. me as that a is... human being. <laughs> you know what, though? Fun that fact, might. I actually like went on a date with this guy because he knew all the lyrics to The Feudal. You know what, though? That's a reason. good That's a good quality. That's a good quality. <laughs> it was a good quality. If somebody rocks up to me and starts singing like, like the lyrics to like my favorite bands or whatever, I'll be like, okay. Um, let's continue. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you're pretty cool. <laughs> Not knowing like, anything else about you. you know? No. And then his, like, cousin had a front bottom tattoo. That was a fun night. But, like, I was like, this is so cool. Like, 
You gotta be cool people. I mean, they were pretty cool. I mean, I haven't talked to them since, but (laughs) (laughs) the memories there. Thanks Um, for the memories. I think I would do, yeah, right? (laughs) Um, I think I would do say, that's another great album. Um, I think I would do Say Anything. They're self-titled for this week. Okay, I feel like it's mature angst, which is, I'd like to think. (laughs) Where I'm evolving to. I think that's like almost every band I, that I've been a part of. They've had a mature anxiety, like release. <laughs> and like, let's go with the Valley for Isley. Okay, I don't know which one that's that is. That's a great album. I don't. That know album which... is like fueled by heartbreak and magic, and I just love that album. Unfortunately, I'm not super. Like I know the band, and I liked what I heard. I just don't know anything really about like their albums like that. So I know what I'm going to listen to. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, got to go with like, they're, they're not as angst. They're not which, really angst. Which album was it that you said? The Valley. The Valley. And like, honestly, the the title song is like the kickoff. It's just so good. It's like Stacey Dupree like just brings it and yeah, they're really good. That, oh, I hear, I hear Suki. I guess she likes the valley too. <laughs> well, thank you, Suki. <laughs> um, you know what? I think I think this about wraps it up for episode three. Yeah. And we want to thank all of our listeners and all everybody who's been giving us feedback. Thank you guys so much. It really does mean a lot to us. No, uh, sincerely, thank you um, for taking the time to listen to this. Um, if you want us to talk about anything, please let us know. We would like love to have like we would love to have feedback about what you want to hear from us. Um, oh yeah, so, yeah, I would definitely definitely love to do like a listener episode where we can, some people have some questions and we can answer them uh, to the best of our ability. Um, yeah, and ask anything you want to. If it's something too personal, I'm just not going to answer. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we'll answer, um, we won't, but right. Max Rad. <laughs> um, any closing remarks? Yeah, be cool. Don't be creepy. If you're creepy, you know, there's ways to handle that. There's ways to fix that. There's ways to fix that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, um, happy October. I hope you guys... Yeah, yeah, yeah enjoy everything that this beautiful season has to offer and yeah have a cappuccino pet your cat and have a great day (laughs) thanks everybody have a good one